Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, I am Cleo Childress. I am originally from Nashville, Tennessee, but I currently live here in Dallas, Texas. I am a podcast host, producer, financial educator, and a yoga instructor, and also a transformational speaker. And uh, I'm so grateful that I've been featured in the Yoga Journal and also on ABC as a financial expert, but I was not always in this position. Uh, So I started off as a teen mom. I was 17 years old when I got pregnant with my daughter. I'm a first-generation college student. Uh, So when I went to college, that was when I first started to get deep into debt, the student loan debt to start with. And then after that, it just started with the payday loans and the car notes and getting my cars repossessed, having personal loans, wage garnishments. It was just a lot. So I got an early start as being a parent and getting into a lot of debt. And then one day when I was living in Orlando, Florida, I just had a moment where I told myself, you know what? something has to change. I was in the backseat of my car. I had a Dodge Stratus at the time and I was parked in a Publix parking lot and I was in the backseat crying. I was homeless. My daughter, she was living, I sent her back to live with my sister at the time because I did not want her to experience being homeless. But at the time, none of my friends, none of my family knew that I was homeless. They just thought I started this new job and I had to travel for training and they thought that was the reason why I had my daughter stay with my sister temporarily for about four months, but I was so uh, depressed. I was so stressed out because I asked myself, I said, Cleo, you relocated to, you know, have a better life, but you're homeless, struggling with money and not feeling really good about yourself. And the place that I worked at at the time, they had a gym on the first floor. That's where I would take my showers. And that's where I started practicing yoga and meditation. And I realized that me challenging myself on the yoga mat was able to give me the ability to dig deeper and be vulnerable and be open and really discover my money habits, what was holding me back, what I needed to push forward. And that's how I started to mix yoga and finance together because it's more than just learning how to do a budget or learning how to invest your money. You have to dig deep to understand, okay, what are some things that you experienced as a child or a young adult that you haven't healed from that's holding you back and causing you to have these money habits today, the negative money habits. And that's why I help other people with mixing yoga and finance, because I want other people to understand that you have to go below the surface to really have transformational money changes in your life. Wow. You are a transformational speaker because you already done dropped some gems on us. I think that if you have not pulled out a pen and paper and started writing down some of the things that Cleo is saying, then you need to get your whole life because you're going to have to re-listen to the episode if not. But I appreciate you for just you know, being transparent and sharing your story. I think that a lot of people, you know, experience shame when talking about money and talking about the the times in their lives where they were challenged um, with the opportunity to be stretched and grow. You know what I mean? And so I think that the more that we can share just the authentic, true stories of our lives with each other, how 
much better the world would be because essentially when we do that, we can help someone else feel seen or heard. We can, you know, help someone to avoid making some of the choices that we've made ourselves. And so I appreciate you for that authenticity. So you mix yoga and finance, right, to transform people's mindsets. Now, how does that work? Like, what do your sessions look like? Yes. For example, with my money yoga classes, typically I would start with at the beginning of the class, you know, we're sitting on our mats, you know, this is in person or, you know, in a virtual class setting. Uh, So you're sitting on your yoga mat and I have people ask themselves uh, three questions and write them down. So what is one thing that makes you happy? What's one of your top financial goals? And what do you feel is one of your strengths? Because I think it's really important for us to not fo- always focus on well, what 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 are my weaknesses or what can I not do right or what what am I doing wrong? Like really think about something that you are doing well and what is actually working for you. Celebrate your progress, big or small. And then also finding what's one thing that makes you happy because if we just work, 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 we can drive ourselves crazy. So we have to be mindful of what are some things that actually brings me joy, makes me happy. I have them write that one thing down and then the top financial goal. And I know depending on the day, the week or the month, things can change, but we always have that top financial goal at that moment. So I have them write those things down on an index card. We put it to the side or put it under your mat. We go into a vinyasa yoga flow. So we're uh, moving, flowing from one pose to the next on our yoga mat so that we can actually challenge our mind, challenge our bodies, get energized, dig deeper. And then we move towards the end. We do a meditation, typically about two to three minutes. We'll do a meditation. And after that, we go back into the money discussion and we go back to what we wrote on our card in the beginning. And the reason why doing the yoga flow and doing those exercises, blending them together, because it helps you really, really open up. When you're practicing yoga, you really have to be focused. You have to be centered. You have to think in a critical way, but you're also in some movements, you're calm and relaxed. And as you are moving and challenging yourself on the mat, it really does help you have a different mindset when you're working on your money goals. You know, you're starting to dig deeper, ask yourself more questions. You start to realize certain things that you may be in denial about, but you want to still challenge and push yourself. So it's really important, the self-care, having the movement of your body, challenging your mind really, really helps you open up and dig deeper to make those better money decisions. So that's why we have those conversations at the end, not just having that conversation with yourself, but also having other people, you see other people sharing their stories. And that's something else that helps in your money journey is hearing other people's stories and seeing other people be open and vulnerable. So we can all help each other win together. Wow. You know, I used to do yoga probably started doing yoga when I was like a teenager and I used to do it much more regularly a few years back. But what I do remember is that, you know, the the yoga instructor, um, depending on who it is, will always kind of give you a piece of wisdom, you know, at the end of the class. And I remember one time um, someone saying something about like cheating yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and the lessons that you learn when you challenge yourself physically can cross over into other areas so seamlessly that it makes such sense to couple, you know what I mean? Yoga with finance, because I also call it getting out of your head and into your body. A lot of our issues reside in our mind. And if we get stuck in our mind, our brain can run amok with us because we have such amazing 
imaginations that we can like believe that Hogwarts is a real place for two seconds while we're watching Harry Potter. You know what I mean? But also work against us in that we can get stuck in our head and then we can let self doubt or we can let fear or we can let, you know, the words or the things that someone has has done kind of create this imprisonment inside of us. So if you can learn how to break through, sometimes you have to break through with your body first Mm -hmm. to break in your mind. And so I love that you mentioned, you know, those three questions that you ask everyone to write down and consider, and then you challenge your body and you get to know yourself in the process of being on the mat because so many people are ignoring their bodies, aren't listening or paying attention. And then you can have that conversation. It sounds really amazing. Yes, most definitely. And, you know, sometimes we don't realize we can hold a lot of tension and stress. For example, in our hips. So it's really important to get up and move and do hip opening yoga flows and poses for men, women, kids, adults, no matter the age, no matter um, your size, there's always an important ways to practice different poses. And sometimes, you know, people may think you have to be this advanced yoga person. No, it's some of the simplest poses are the most effective. And then toward the end of the money yoga classes, I also share financial affirmations. So I have this deck of financial affirmation cards because I think I totally believe in speaking the way we speak, the way we feel, the way we think about ourselves and about our money really plays a role in the actions that we take every single day. So we need those positive financial reinforcements. So I encourage people to read financial affirmations write your own financial affirmations and put them somewhere where you're going to be able to see them on a daily basis. Put them in your car, put them in the kitchen or in your bathroom, your bedroom, at your desk at work, or put it in your wallet. You know, you're going to open your wallet often and pull out your debit card or your cash. Like put it somewhere where you know you will see it every day. And we're in the, you know, digital age. So you may want to set yourself a reminder on your phone at, at the same time every day to remind you of a certain financial affirmation. So that's the great thing is that there's so many tools, resources, and ideas to use to make it work for you. Wow. I love that. Yeah. It's really important to recognize the language that we use and how it can help set us free and move toward like God's abundant plan for our lives or the language that we use that creates limitation and lack um, that keeps us from that vision being reality. And so I love that you mentioned, you know, the financial affirmations, people should be able to write their own and also adopt others from, you know, you know, people that they see or feel like they resonate with. Um, I would almost like want to, because this was not planned, have you kind of do a little bit of like, if you have financial affirmations near you, or if you yeah. you know if you have a meditation that you can do with us, maybe near the end of our episode to kind of help people have something to start with, like a starter um, financial affirmation. I think that would be really cool, you know, yeah. as we wrap up in a few minutes later on. But um, for you, the clients that maybe struggle the most what do you recognize? Like, why do you think that's the case? Yeah. So for clients that struggle the most, it starts with the the mindset. I think we underestimate how powerful our mind is. You know, the way we think, feel, and speak, it really starts there. Because if you have a certain financial goal that you want to accomplish and you feel like you've been struggling with it for years and it hasn't happened for you, you haven't accomplished it, or you feel like you haven't made any progress on it, you really have to sit and think about, okay, how do I really feel about myself right now? What actions have I really taken? So sometimes a lot of clients who feel stuck, it's because they haven't 
went deeper. You know, they they may have good intentions, but they don't. Like you really have to sit and really think about your past first. Okay, what did I go through in my childhood? Or what did I go through just in the past that I think I may have healed from, but I haven't healed from? You know, sometimes we may think that, oh, something's, it's, it doesn't bother me or, you know, it's not a big deal. Then once you start to dig deeper, either by uh, talking with yourself or talking with a therapist or talking with a friend, you may start to discover that, you know what, I do need some help working on this. And then also trying to do it yourself. I know we can try to be superwoman and superman and do all the things by ourselves, but a lot of times we need help and that's totally okay. So taking that first step to actually have a moment with yourself where you're really getting real, like turn off the TV, put your phone on, do not disturb, and actually have some quiet time with your pen and paper, writing your thoughts out. doesn't have to be perfect or organized, but just getting it out. And then just going through it line by line and really having deep conversations with yourself about it. That's where it starts is getting deeper and being vulnerable and not ignoring any negative emotions. Acknowledge them, deal with them, and let's see how we can move forward. Wow. I love that you mentioned don't ignore negative emotions. I think with, you know, toxic positivity um, and kind of, you know, some of the ways that culture would say like positive vibes only, you know what I mean? Kind of those, those, those things that we see. And yes, we love positive vibes. They're great. Who doesn't like to feel good and happy, right? But we are complex and our lives are dynamic and we experience the full range of emotions from trauma to sadness and depression and losses. And, and so to ignore a piece of our experience is almost like ignoring a part of yourself. And that's never good, right? Like if we, if we're to ignore a part of our body, it's not going to do too well. So, um, you know, I love that you mentioned that we have to maybe embrace our negative emotions and figure out who we need to tap in with to have proper support in place. What do you think about support systems and, you know, yoga and finance? What do you think? Yeah, I think support systems are really important in your journey. And no matter what level you're on, you're going to always need help with something. So you're going to have to have personal and professional uh, people in your life on both sides to help support you because the whole self-made term, I really don't believe it 100% because I feel like we've all had help from someone somewhere in some type of way. And I feel that we can live more happy and fulfilling lives and progress further if we have support instead of trying to do it all by ourselves. So when you're on your financial journey, trying to make better money decisions, you're going to be in a process of learning, implementing, doing trial and error. Sometimes things are going to go well. Sometimes you're going to have days where you don't feel as motivated. You don't feel inspired. You just want to quit and you don't want to do anything. And especially in those type of moments, you need a support system. You need someone to that you can reach out to and talk to. And you need someone that is willing to check in with you just to see how you're doing. Uh, did you stay on track with any goals this week? Not that we're expecting ourselves to be perfect at all, but having accountability, but also learning to be accountable for yourself. Because although it's great to have that support system and people there for you, they there may be times where 
there may not be someone there to cheer you on or to check in with you. So what do you do? Do you only wait for people to help you? No, you still have to make decisions and make moves. So start connecting with people and build genuine relationships, not just build relationships just to get something in return. No, really build genuine relationships. That way, when you do need some type of help, people will be excited to help you. And then you have to pour into others as well. So I think we all need to understand how none of us can do it by ourselves. And it is very important to have a support system so you can actually navigate through this journey. Uh, It's not going to be easy or perfect. There's going to be times where days are going to be like really, really simple, easy, stress-free, and then you'll have other days that's the complete opposite. But the support system is really key because we're, we're all forever students and we're always learning. And the support system is always going to help you as you go along the way. Wow. I almost, I want to scream. I get so excited about these conversations, especially when something aligns with something I've already said to y'all. Okay. Listening Um, (laughs) is that I don't believe that there's a such thing as being self-made because it took at least two human beings and one divine, you Mm -hmm. know, creator in order for you to be on the planet. So even if that was the only help you got, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was the only help you ever got that that's enough for your whole life, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I love that mentioned, you know, we have to kind of begin to reevaluate some of the things that maybe we've learned or come to believe from society to, to check and say, is this real? Does this make sense? Is it true? And then, re, you know, redefine certain things for ourselves accordingly. You know what I mean? Yes, most definitely. And I, and just with my whole journey, per- personally and professionally, you know, just the most successful people or the most wealthiest people, you know, all types of walks of life. You know, what I've learned is that someone always has some type of uh, support. You know, people still have mentors and coaches and therapists and, and or hiring professionals to help them. So whether if it's in business or your personal life, you're going to need some type of help. It may not mean that you need help all the time, every single day of your life, but there are going to be seasons or periods of time where you may need some help with something and it actually may work better for you if you do have support and have some type of help in your life. That way you're not carrying the whole weight all by yourself. The support really makes a difference. Yeah, you know what? And I think we actually oftentimes do it backward. I think that we try to do as much as we can on our own and think, oh, the help will come later when fill in the blank. When I think ideally we would have the support along the way because people who are, you know, let's say Beyonce or I don't know, Tyra Banks or something like that, right? They have a whole slew of people doing things to make sure that they're able to essentially carry out whatever their position is. That we essentially are actually kind of doing ourselves a disservice and putting ourselves at a disadvantage by not figuring out, this doesn't mean that we're hiring a team necessarily, but do you have, can you identify, you know, someone who can be a cheerleader for you? That's for free. You can share your story on social media. You can get a whole bunch of thousands of of cheerleaders online. You know what I mean? Do you have a mentor that you can find? Do you have, you know, um, ways to be resourceful to help you create some sort of a team so that as you're growing and building, it's sustainable for 
for you, whatever that is. Motherhood is sustainable for you. Being, you know, being a, a daughter is sustainable for you. Building a business could be sustainable for you so that we don't burn ourselves out prematurely because we're trying to take on more than we can by ourselves. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Cool. So I I don't think I mentioned this, but we met at the Ramsey Influencer event. Okay, y'all. So connections was being made. Okay. Um, and it was so cool to, to kind of go through that experience. And even there, we saw that like people have whole teams, right. To help them be able to be on point and whatnot. Uh-huh. Now for you, what has been some of your greatest takeaways maybe um, in the last year from whether it was people that you watched or, you know, experiences that you had regarding, you know, um, being a woman and also being like a woman in business. Cause I have a lot of listeners that they want to have a side hustle or they, you know, they're, they're working on their business, but maybe hitting some roadblocks. What would you advise? Yes. The first thing I would advise is to not underestimate the skills and experience that you already have. And I think sometimes we may feel like with the starting you know, getting the extra side hustles or starting a new business, we may feel like we have to get a new degree or get a certification or just learn a whole new thing, which is okay if that's what you want to do. But sometimes we can just sit and really think about, well, what are some things that I already know how to do? What experience do I already have that I can use to start a business or start a side hustle or start earning extra money today? And I think that's something that I struggled with in the past is that I used to underestimate all of my experiences. And I realized, no, yes, I have a lot more to learn, but at the same time, I have a lot to offer. I have a lot of value that I could pour into others. You know, there's times where I volunteered my time and helped others. And then there's times where I provided a service and I was paid for it. So I think not underestimating the skills, talents, gifts, and experiences that you already have that you can use now. That's the first step. Do not underestimate yourself. <laughs> what? That's amazing. You know, it's crazy because I actually had a client who um, thought she had to go back to school. She already had a master's degree. She thought mm-hmm. she had to go back to school in order to, you know, get a, a, a job or a career that was going to be able to help her reach her goals and be fulfilled. And so in talking with her and kind of breaking down the mindset stuff, right? Cause she was underestimating her skills, getting creative. She actually tripled her income mm-hmm. and you had to go back to school, you know, like, and I think that especially maybe as women, we have a tendency to uh, sell ourselves short mm-hmm. and we start, we need to start really making sure. And that's why it's helpful to have what I call a success squad, because then your success squad can look and say, nah, like you're good. Or they can be like, yeah, it it would probably be helpful for you to take a course in marketing, you know, um, if you want to do X, Y, and Z. And so I think having the support system in place helps to be able to see your blind spots and make sure that you have an honest appraisal of what it is that you're trying to do and how to, how to move, you know? Yeah, most definitely. So do you have a financial affirmation to share with us? Maybe before we do that, where can everyone find you and um, support you and learn more about what you do? Yes, you can find me on my website at cleoyogafinance.com. And I'm also on social media at Cleo Yoga Finance. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the things, Clubhouse. 
<laughs> so uh, also on YouTube as well. And uh, yeah, and my podcast is Financially Free with Cleo. So you can also find that uh, on my website as well, cleoyogafinance.com slash podcast. So I'm uh, looking forward to connecting with you. So now, y'all, that you have, have gone over and you've followed her in all the places, you've bookmarked her website, okay, because you need to go back and check it out, <laughs> can you kind of lead us in a financial affirmation or quick meditation? Yes. So I have three financial affirmations that I can share with you. The first one is, I learned from my past financial mistakes. So sometimes... We can be really critical of ourselves and be really hard on ourselves for the decisions that we made that may be perceived as negative. But I want to encourage you to not feel bad about it, not be hard about hard on yourself about it, but just look at the positives you can grab from it. No matter what bad things happen in our lives, there's always something that we can be grateful for. So figure out what did you learn from that situation? It may not have happened the way you wanted it to happen, but let's pull the lessons and use it towards future opportunities. The second financial affirmation is my actions are an investment. So whatever goals you want to reach, whatever experiences you want to have in your life, start thinking about your daily habits. When you're doing something, ask yourself, is are these habits, is this action that I'm taking, is this pushing me closer to my financial goals or pulling me further away from my financial goals. And investing, sometimes we always think about money, but it's not always investing money in yourself. It's investing time. It's investing energy. So everything you do from the moment you wake up and when you go to bed, all these actions are investments. They're they're either going to give you a great return or not so great return. So it's great, great to be very mindful and selective with your time energy, and money. The third financial affirmation is, I accept new opportunities for more income. Uh, Sometimes we may want all these experiences and opportunities and we want to make more money. We all want, want to make more money, right? But sometimes we can be blocking a blessing that could lead to earning more money. So you have to be open to receiving it and accepting new opportunities, even if it's something that you didn't anticipate making money from. But You have to move in purpose, do what you enjoy, do what you love, do the work every single day, and the money is going to come flowing to you in ways that you didn't even expect or anticipate. And you're going to be smiling so big, you're going to be feeling so great because you want to make sure that you understand that, hey, if I want to make more money, I have to make space for it in my life because we can all make money, but do we have the tools, the resources, the mindset to keep it? make it work for us so we can actually earn more and be more financially free, more financially successful. And just want to encourage you to make your goals a priority. Don't do what other people feel you should do. Do what you want to do because it's your life. And take time for the self-care because that is really going to help you on your financial journey. And you want to make sure you have the energy And you have the motivation, you have the inspiration to take real action to see the real results. 
Wow. Thank you so much, Cleo, for sharing those affirmations as well as the gems you were dropping. I mean, geez, Louise, thank you so much. We appreciate you. The tribe is definitely going to be supporting and, you know, making sure to engage with everything that you've got going on because you've got a fire presence on the internet, a podcast and all kinds of other things that are going on. And again, you know, thank you so much. Thank you as well. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to more with you as well. And I hope you have a great rest of the week. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.